Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Let's ride together. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Smooth. This is Landon Collins. Hi, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. This is the Redskins Talk Podcast with J.P. Finley. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast. Mitch Tischler and Pete Haley are here. We are your podcast crew. Always stuff to discuss with this Redskins team, but certainly as the fallout from Ron Rivera's hiring, Bruce Allen's firing, and what looks to be a major makeover of the Skins staff, uh, plenty to discuss and kind of wade through. I want to thank the good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. We want you to ride with them as well. They'll take care of your new cars, used cars, leased cars, any of it. Go check them out. Um, gentlemen, how are we doing? Great. Great. This is like kind of the first real off-season podcast. Yeah. Had Feels an, weird. Had an amazing weekend. It was fun as hell watching football from the bar, and there were four good football Great games. games. It was a it was a hell of a weekend. Your boy had a good weekend. I know Your you boy. had a, a very big weekend, but I had a good weekend. I had a very big weekend. Were you in Charlestown? Where the hell? Where were you? Saturday night ended up at Charlestown. <laughs> played some late night blackjack that turned out quite well. Profitable. Quite profitable. I noticed your pockets were looking a little fat today on your sexy jeans. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of cash in there. Yeah, seems there's, like. there's a fair amount of cash in there, and <laughs> uh, met a, oh, I met a. A uh, cool podcast listener who was uh, up from North Carolina. How about in Charlestown? In Charleston. Did they recognize you? Yeah, dude came up to me. Um, That's I'll so great. To find his name what kind of shape were you in when this dude came up to you? <laughs> I think we were both in the same shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you remembered it. Uh, yeah. Well, you look for that. I meant to tell this story. So when I flew back from Dallas, which seems like a lifetime ago. Really um, I, I think can't it was, I think it was like weekend. eight days ago. So Kime and I, a bunch of us, Phillips was on air, Rhiannon, a bunch of people were on the last flight out of Dallas back to D.C. because we all, you know, when we booked it, we're anticipating the Bruce news. Most of the story had already kind of broken at that point, whatever. But so you realize, like, you're too in tune to this job. When Kime and I get off the plane in D.C.A., are walking through just an empty airport, and we sit there, and we have, eventually, like, our paths go different directions. And we just stand there and keep talking to one another for, like, five, ten more minutes. And then finally, I was like, John, I'm going to see you in six right. hours. Let's get the right. hell out of here. And, but at that point, there was, like, a uh, – like, I, I think at airports and stuff, they do a lot of their, like, bigger maintenance and, and construction at, in the middle of the night because they got to be operational during the day. And some dude who looked to be, like – he looked to be like a physicist as far as I was concerned, like doing right. like electrical working. 
was That's like definitely not what a physicist. <laughs> but like the stuff he was doing was so advanced, I couldn't sure. even comprehend. Just way it. beyond. Sure. Your, That's okay. what I'm saying. But he, he, when I started walking away, he's like, "Hey, man, when's the next emergency pod?" And I was like, "That's I don't sweet. know, dude, but hopefully soon." That is so cool. Well, and to that point, there's been plenty of them. Um, we we set wild records last week. Momentum is is very real. It's always very, good to be reminded real. by that. Yeah, it turns out people like when other people get fired and are interested <laughs> in like the future. Those are pretty good uh, news breaking. I mean, podcasts. just the numbers for the emergency pod recorded on a Saturday afternoon in a Dallas hotel room, yeah, which really stupid. only lasted until right. Monday, less than forty eight hours, yeah. are, are absurd. So thank you all for listening. I'm guessing some of you love, or told your friends to listen. So thanks to them, um, but. It, it's Real quick, shout out to my guy Dan Tart from North Carolina who came up and yeah, randomly ran into him at Charlestown, West Virginia. I love it. What a, what a day. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Horseman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. Let's talk a little business here, though. Ron Rivera has started to fill out his staff. Um, he's basically just hiring everybody from Carolina. Yeah. And I've seen a little bit on Twitter of like, man, are we sure they just want to hire everybody from Carolina? I had one guy who, who knows his football texting me that, like, how do you think players are going to react to blowing everybody out just to hire a bunch of dudes from Carolina? Um I'm not surprised by any of this. The, the word on Ron Rivera from people I've talked to is that he's an incredibly loyal person. Um, and I think he wants his staff put in place right away to get this program running how he wants it. Um, and we're going to have a separate conversation about the front office and everything. Ooh, here's a little tease for everybody. The last five, maybe ten minutes of this podcast going to be Pete's finance review. Yeah, let's go. I've been, I've been following Pete on Instagram. He's been everywhere. I have a feeling. It's going to be brutal. I have a feeling it's going to be a ramen noodles January. I have yet to really total it up, but I know it is going to be a beatdown. My debit card is tired. And it got denied at one point last week, so. Oh, boy. There's another oh tease boy. for you. <laughs> All right. Coaching-wise, we knew the defensive staff was getting blown out. There's no surprise there. And and I get that people are bummed to lose a guy like Jim Tomsula, but Tomsula was going with Minuski, and that ship was heading out of town. That ship sailed. Hiring his own linebackers coach, like, of course he's going to do that. Ron Rivera played linebacker. He's a defensive coordinator. He's going to bring in his own guy. Also, Not to mention, you're going from a 3-4 to a 4-3, so the designation of ILB, OLB coaches is going away. Like, you need one guy. Yeah. And the Carolina linebackers 
pretty damn good. One of them, anyway. At least one. And of them. they've been good. They've been good over the. They've been good over the yeah, years. Yeah, and same with the receivers coach. They're bringing in from Carolina. You saw DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and guys like that really grow the past couple years. So, well, I wanted to dig in a little bit good. more because there are a lot of people that are upset about like Hilliard leaving. Right. And well, like this AJ, year, like our old friend AJ is texting me about Ike Hilliard, and this past year was good. Right, but like very good. there were a lot of years prior to that. Yes, and Josh Doxson never developed, and maybe that's on Doxson and not on Ike. Here's my greater point because I'm not trying to disparage Ike Hilliard, who's a nice guy and like a good dude, yeah. and and certainly this year with McLaurin and Sims. I mean, those both those guys had breakout years. I mean, McLaurin unfortunately didn't get to, but was about to break the Redskins franchise rookie record mm-hmm. for receiving yards. And none of these guys were high draft picks. McLaurin's a third rounder. Sims is an undrafted guy. Certainly deserve accolades for that work. However, this team has sucked, and yeah. everybody wants them to to over overhaul everything. It's the worst offense in the NFL. Right. Last year. So when you overhaul everything, there's going to be some guys let go that you're like, oh man, that's a bummer. Yeah. And, and people got to accept that. It's weird to yeah, like after week seventeen. Set it all on fire, burn to the ground, then burn that ground some more. And then now there's some people getting upset about a position coach leaving. Yeah, maybe you would like to see a little more variety but in terms of where these guys are coming from. But Ron's going to hire the people that he likes and knows and trusts and feels like will bring the best kind of group environment to Ashburn. And I don't think you should get too caught up in where those guys are coming from. It's what Ron wants and what Ron thinks will be the best vision moving forward. If you're excited for Ron and for the overhaul, you got to kind of be all aboard this thing. And that's not to say he's infallible and if mistakes happen, we're not going to call him on it. But at this point, on January 6th, we don't know that it's a mistake. And I'm not going to pin Doxson on Ike Hilliard. I think that's silly. I think I think the bulk of Doxson's failures are on Doxson. I think there's some organizational failures there. I think health and all sorts of things, right? But as, as much as I'm saying all of that is on Doxson, I think Terry McLaurin's success is largely a product Terry. of Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And, and I'd say that about Steven Sims too. Now, his route running and some specific you know gameplay things improved, but what is Steven Sims really good at? Being super fast and shifty. Yeah. You know, like no coach is <laughs> telling you that. So certainly Ike deserves some credit, and, and you're sorry to see him go, but like that, it's life in the big city, man. You, like you started to say, or you said with Ron Rivera, if you're going to be, if I, I think he's excited the fan base. I think we've all seen it on our social medias, and people are into it. Hell, you you got a Ron Burgundy right. T-shirt breaking there. Breaking T-shirts. Yeah. Breaking T Teak came co- through with. Some Thank you, Matram, for sending those. We appreciate. They're it. So great, by the way. But I think you see everyone excited about Ron, and I think everyone liked the idea that Ron was the is the is the. Uh, the one voice, the, the coach is going to be the one voice. Coach-centric. Before we start getting upset at him for, for moves, let's let's see how it plays out. Let's let's let the guy do his are thing. Are people getting upset, though? I think there's some frustra- a little paranoia. Frustration, frustration. Well, sometimes I think we are too deep in Twitter. Like, the our world, the media world, is so Twitter-specific that, like, when you get out of that universe and then see, like, the whole universe. Yeah. Like, my Facebook page is way different than Twitter. And, like, I, I think 
Like Uncle Don. We haven't talked to him. I haven't reached out to Uncle Don, but I bet he's fired up about Ron Rivera. Yes. You know but what I, I mean? And, and like doesn't care right. about the Random Redskins go- fan on the street doesn't care about I kill you. The Skins fans that were at week sixteen against Phil was it the Giants? Yeah. yeah. Wearing burgundy and gold in FedEx Field, they're not worried about I kill you. No, not at all. But there's you're hired the one coach, the one other coach that got fired this year, and he's bringing most of his staff, and you see, and it is on Twitter or whatever, but you see people that, that aren't completely bought into it. To me, if you're bought into Ron Rivera being the one voice and the coach being the one voice and being and, and that he's going to be the guy that's going to lead the turnaround of this organization, buy into all of these guys that none of you have ever heard of. Right. No one's ever heard of any of these yeah, assistant let's not coaches. Pretend like. Right. Just like when we start talking about the front office – We've talked about on the podcast some some of these front office guys, and thus the fans know who some of these names are, but you don't know who these names are on other teams. If there's another guy out there that can do it, they can do it. Hold on. we uh, I got Uncle Don on the phone. Hey, Don, you there? Hey, what's going on? You're live on the podcast, dude. How's it going? It's going great. Don't going curse. Great. Hello, Don. I'm not. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, how do you feel about the Ron Rivera hire? I think it's great, especially with our defensive coordinator we have now. You like Jack Del Rio? Oh, yes, yes. Are I you, think we're going in the right direction. Are you worried about losing Ike Hilliard? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I told you. All right, <laughs> Uncle Don, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Thanks for putting down the moonshine for a minute for us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a piece. <laughs> well, that worked out really well. Um, so th- that's my point. Yeah, I think just, there are plenty yeah. of people not caught up in this. If you trust Ron Rivera to draft Chase Young or not draft Chase Young or – get this free agent, then you need to trust them to bring in the position coaches too. However, I got another however. However. Perry Fuel was on Ron Rivera's staff. Perry Fuel was here in D.C. before he went down to Carolina. He was with the Giants is where people know him best from. Um, I don't think they should bring up Perry Fuel. It didn't go well here. I I had numerous players not wild about him. Mm -hmm. Um, So far they haven't. I think they hired a DB's coach. Yeah, the rumors is the guy from L.A., Chargers. I think his name is Chris Harris. Right. And, and let's – like, they've also kept some guys. Like, they're keeping Nate Katzer, which I think – Redskins special teams, you got a you got an all-pro – you got a pro bowl punter. Uh, they had a kickoff return touchdown, a punt return touchdown. This is the best special teams the Redskins have had in since Danny Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean so I, I don't think – and obviously the elephant in the room, and we're recording this – Monday at 3 o'clock, so things could change by the time you listen to it. The elephant in the room is Kevin O'Connell and what happens at offense coordinator. And we kind of got into this, I think it was me and you, Mitch, or was it me and you, Pete? Like uh, We get into a lot of things. That's true. Like, there are, I get the case to keep KOC. Mm-hmm. I understand it. I kind of think that's the camp I'm in, especially the work he's done with Dwayne. But I don't think it's a must. I, I don't think... Oh, yeah. I don't, like if this team is going seven and nine next year, I don't think they go five and eleven if Kevin O'Connell's not back. I also think it's important that Kevin O'Connell might not want to be back, and you want people that want to be here. So he's keeping he's you know he, he interviewed he's given some of the internal people some of the internal people are getting a chance to stay, and uh, I don't know I think all in all people get comfortable with the status quo and there kind of develops like a groupthink mentality on social media where like guys you've heard of are either good or bad and everybody either wants them gone or staying and I think you gotta just like remind yourself the NFL is a whole big wide world and there's good coaches out there all over and 
and and not to get too caught up in losing and, one of them. And McVeigh and Lafleur play a part in this too. I think if those two guys hadn't left and flourished, yeah. then Redskins fans would be a little less sensitive to possibly losing a young offensive coordinator. But I still think it would be valuable to keep him with Dwayne just to keep the same voice in Dwayne's ear as he kind of tries to take off. But if not, and they bring in Scott Turner, then who's to say that maybe Dwayne and him don't vibe? See, I don't think Scott Turner is prepared to be OC. I don't I, like. I don't I think, think the like Turner a... hire. I don't think the Turner interview okay. is about OC. I think that's about quarterbacks coach. I, I saw Grant Paulson report. Oh, yeah. the Pat Shermer thing. That's pretty damn interesting. Whoever it is that comes in needs to be one million percent all in on Dwayne. Right. And it can't be like, hey, I want. To. I don't know that they do, man. I know that like that. Thought has been kicked around, but Ron doesn't sound one million percent all in on Dwayne. So the person he's bringing in doesn't have to be. I don't know if Dan would have hired Ron. Developing, they don't have to be all in necessarily on him starting. They have to be all in on developing him. You can't have a Jay Gruden situation. You can't have somebody come in who is who has who has a predisposed predisposed idea of whatever they think of Dwayne and. Not want to work with him. Did you hear uh, Jeff Bostick on the Carol Maloney show? No, I didn't. Jeff Bostick says Dwayne Haskins is not the answer and the Redskins should take a quarterback this year. Jeff Bostick won at least two Super Bowls with this organization. I don't know that he's the expert, but kind of interesting. Yeah, I just don't know if you want a head coach <coughs> with one eye on the draft class next year and basically you know, preparing for that plan. And I'm not sure Schneider would have brought in a guy who was thinking that way. So I think Ron's just posturing and doing the kind of old school I'm here now, I'm starting fresh nothing is given stance more so than I don't believe in The only other quarterback on the roster is coming back from a broken leg Yeah, Right, maybe maybe. Well he had a broken leg, he's maybe coming back back. Well, And and the name that you've heard a lot is Cam Newton Obviously Ron and Cam Newton have deep, deep ties Here's where that doesn't make sense They don't have the money Because you're already paying Alex Smith 22 million bucks Yeah you gonna add Cam? How much you think Cam's gonna make? Gonna it's not gonna be less than twenty-five million. It's gonna want quite a bit, right? So I think all I'm saying, I guess, is there are lots of these situations where we're looking at them through the prism of what we've known. I don't think Ron's looking at anything through that prism, and and I think he's empowered to look at it differently, and, and that's why. Do I think Dwayne is the future quarterback? Absolutely. I, I think he showed enough, and it's a first-round pick. Like you'd be crazy to move on, but I don't think. You have to hire somebody that's 100% in on him because that, that's part of accountability and, and turning this thing over is, hey, man, go earn it. Go show this new coach that you're the guy. And some of that, I was texting with uh, somebody, I don't know, that like right now, I was Cliff Butler, I was texting with Cliff, like right now is like the most important time for Dwayne. Like yeah. be in the facility constantly. Be, show, show them that you know how to be an NFL quarterback in the offseason mm-hmm. because – None of these dudes were involved. I mean, front office people, right. ownership, they were involved in drafting you, but it's a whole new coaching staff. Right. Like, and, and they, show them you're, you're the guy. And they missed the part of the year earlier when we were hearing maybe he wasn't fully dialed in and fully committed. So if you come in it's right now start. and you're working right now, then that's the only impression they have of you. So you need to lock that in now and get Ron on your side and whatever other guy's on your side. I'd still push for KOC because I, I want the consistency and I want somebody that's worked with, with – with. Uh, Dwayne and has seen him grow and knows where he came from to where he is now and 
doesn't have to have a fresh start. I, I don't know that that's I agree. the best and thing I, ever for uh, that's not. The I best agree, thing for and I'll go a step further. I I want it to be Kevin because I think he's gonna. I think he could be really good. Yeah, not just because he. And I think that's another important part of this. You don't just want somebody for Dwayne because they know Dwayne. What if that guy sucks? Yeah. Right. You want somebody that could be really good, and so I'm I'm still in on KOC. I think it ends up being him. But it is weird. It's starting to take some time here, and you're starting to hear some. I'm other thinking names. the longer it goes on, the less <clears> likely it is. Because yeah, we're saying you know KOC ultimately wants to be head coach, and the next step is showing you can be a great OC. You, do you think you can be a great OC here or somewhere else with an, another system and another job and another head coach leading the way? Odds are, just like everybody else, it seems like you might thrive more if you leave DC. We talked about how bad the offense was last year in terms of holdovers, and that's and I think when you and I were discussing it. The other day on the pod, that was one of the things you pointed out was just how bad the offense was. KOC wasn't entirely in control last year. And he was hamstrung a lot, not just when the first five games with Jay, but after that with Bill wanting to run that, have the run first attack and run run pass that we saw so much early in Bill Callahan's tenure as a head coach. I think think we started to see him take the reins off a little bit towards the end of the season. I don't know if he took the reins off or somebody just threw the reins away. Whatever the situation <laughs> was, you started seeing a more creative offense. You started seeing sure. the type of thing that we haven't seen in D.C. really with the getting with, with moving Steve Sims around and, yeah. and getting... I think Kevin's going to be good, man. McLaurin I, I, I in think good that's spots the and, move. And that's why that's I think he's good. I think he has a good relationship with Dwayne. We've seen Dwayne on social media's posturing for KOC. Right. I think that goes a long way in terms of faith and development and, and trust and all that. And to me, I agree with Pete. I think the longer it goes, the less good it looks for, for, for KOC to be there. But yeah. at the end of the day, I, th- I think it would be a mistake to let him walk. There's just so many variables in Dwayne's progress. Why add another one in that it would be a, a new coordinator for him to work with? Just try and take as many potential issues off the table as you can. That'd be my thought. If you're all in on the quarterback. Yeah. I don't know that we know that they're all in <laughs> sure. on the quarterback. As Phil was pointed out, Ron knew that question was coming, had a chance to practice the answer, and that's the answer he went with. And here's all I'll say as, as Washington is in the process of assembling Carolina North. Because there is some minor level of skepticism, I would say. I mean, Ron coached in Carolina 11 through 19. Is that eight years? Yeah. Playoffs four seasons. Missed the playoffs three out of the last four years. Now, I think Cam Newton's injury has a ton to do with that. But, like... Two years in a row now. Right. But, like, when I, I look at they, I look at you know their information, you see Cam Newton and Luke Keekley all over the books. Like, man, they got some real talent, too. So, I, I don't know. I think, for me, this is about a, where I completely buy in. And I don't know. I mean, coaches are coaches. And Rivera said, he's like... Most coaches do better in their second run, and I actually expect that to happen, especially early on. Where I think this is a home run and where I really am ambiguous to the assistant changes, outside of Del Rio, I think that's a home run too. But I I think this organization needed a cultural reboot in the worst way. And I do, from meeting Ron, from talking to a lot of people that know him well, I think that will come no matter what. And then... You know, if this team gets to a spot where they're making the playoffs four out of eight years mm. and, and then people want to complain about that, cool. Let's, let's see <laughs> if they get there first. Well said. All right. A um, couple announcements. Title game. College football title game is next Monday night, January 13th. LSU versus Clemson. Tigers versus Tigers. Rawr. Should be a hell of a football game. 
Pete and I will be at Dudley's watching that. Yeah. And we're inviting all of you. And also it's the off season, so we'll be probably consuming quite a bit of brewskis. Yeah, maybe we will. Um, I may make a I may make an appearance. Oh, Mitch's getting a little FOMO here. A little bit. <laughs> um, Emo Mitch. But everybody's <laughs> invited. It's going to be a fun night. Be there. Yes, please. Also want to tell the good folks about Oarsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram of Alexandria. Go check out my guy Andy High over there. Um, they're right off the Wilson Bridge, right off the Beltway. Couldn't be easier to get to. Um, yes, Pete? I was just, I like Andy a lot. And I was just trying to learn more about him by looking at your computer screen. He's a good dude. Okay, I'm glad. I, I also endorse Andy High. Okay. Not that that means much. It means something, Peter. <laughs> um, all right, so two other things. I, I think we have to talk about the GM in the front office. This situation is getting weirder and weirder. Sure. Um, actually, I don't even think it's weird. That's unfair to say. Uh, uh, I think it's a little weird. The trainer. Let's start here, and then all we'll right. go to that. Um, Redskins officially announced Ryan Vermillion as their new head athletic trainer. Um, I reached out to some folks. I think he's going to be in charge of everything. Um, I think, t- including like taking back over the weight room. Um, oh. One thing the Skins had done is that Chad Englehart, who is incredibly good at his job, and when people try to lump in him with the the medical staff, I, I think you're making a mistake. I think that will kind of come back together now. The bigger news here, and I don't think we've covered this on the pod, have we, Larry Hess? You've touched on it, but. Um, the day we recorded it, was still kind of unsure. What so Larry Hess is out. Larry Hess worked for the Redskins for 17 years, close with Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder. And a number of players did not like Larry Hess. Let's just be – I mean, let's not, <laughs> let's beat, not around beat around the bush here. I mean, if you go back and go through Trent Williams' comments, he was pretty honest about it. Um, I've had a number of players tell me that they like the training staff besides Larry. Like, the rest of those guys weren't the issue. I mean, I'm not trying to dump on anybody who's been fired because, I, you know, who knows what happens next for them. And what well, Adam Carriker. That's what I'm about to read were, this. I mean, so there's that a, was – because we – so when Adam Carriker got hurt, we knew that it was a, a pec injury and, and then – No, it was quad. You tear that quad. Oh, it was a quad? Yeah. I thought it was – okay, go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. Oh, you we knew ahead. it was a major injury and we thought it was a season-ending injury. And then he just kind of never came back from it. And it was it was a little curious because – Generally, players have an ability to come back from from those injuries, and he got on Twitter.com the other day and started talking about <laughs> how. It. Go ahead, Twitter.com. So he was asked on Twitter about the training staff, and he said that training staff was a joke, worst staff I've ever seen since high school. When is the last time you've ever heard of a player not coming back to a team because of a training staff like Trent Williams did, like ever? So and then Dunbar, who. It- Counts oh, not verified well, yet, a, but on. it will be. There's a second part of that Twitter where he was working back from the torn quad, and he tore it again, and he, he said he tore it again two weeks or three weeks after surgery, rehabbing with the head trainer, Larry That's Larry. And he was saying, like, it was, it was in the context of the J.J. Watt coming back from his pec injury this year. Right. I was able to come back so quickly, and... And he was talking about how, you know, it's unbelievable that, that J.J. Watt came back so quickly. You know, their, the Houston training staff kind of handled it so well compared to the way the Redskins did with his injury and how he had to go back and have a second surgery. Right. He retore it after they already reattached the And we've seen multiple surgeries. But read the Dunbar tweet because I think this is this was the day. This is even more yeah, this was the day naming names. It came out. He just said, Larry gone with a surprise face emoji. 
What a surprise, not with a bunch of dots afterward. Right. I think you can't, you take on Trent, a number of issues have been honestly going on for years. I mean, we're talking about Adam Carriker. That was five years was ago or something. Um, so that's a big deal. And I don't know much about Ryan Vermillion. I know he won trainer of the year in 2016. I also know there have been questions about Cam Newton's health. Larry Hess won trainer of the year last year. No. The Redskins staff won trainer the, the training staff of the year last year. Did they? Yes. I, I thought that was the uh, the weight side of things, but you no, could definitely be it right. Was, it was Larry. It was the, 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 that whole group. So take that award for what, for what it's worth. That's a little bit of an E. I'm looking it up now. But regardless, yeah. getting rid of Larry is a big deal because he has been around a long time. No, dude. You're not right, Mitch. So the award is the Fane Kane Memorial Award for Outstanding NFL Athletic Trainer of the Year. Last year was Dave Hammer from the Indianapolis Colts. And then the Washington yeah. Redskins staff earns the Ed Block Training Staff of the Year Award okay. 2019. 2018. Sorry. All right. Well, there's competing there's awards. multiple awards, I guess. Um, Whatever the Ed Block Courage Award NFL Athletic Training Staff of the Year Award, that's what the Redskins training staff won. Well, then who knows? It's a big deal. Um, I think it, it shows more of Snyder's willingness to get rid of his cronies. And that was obviously, like, as much as Bruce Allen was the public face of that, getting rid of Larry's a big, big deal. Yeah. And I think fans should be happy about and we can that. Now I, I would see- say equally, I mean, as much as everyone saw Dan and, 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 uh, and Bruce together all the time, I would say Larry was equal to Bruce in his... Cronyism. Cronyism. Um, I just now we can see how much of the past five, ten years under Bruce were the cronies, and how much is it Dan? It's now pretty. You know, if they're going to be failures, you can trace it pretty easily back to Dan because everybody else is going to be brand new, and he's really the only major holdover going forward. Yeah. So but he's, he's, he's not going anywhere. Right. Either. I know. So he's starting fresh, but he's also could be exposing himself, even though there's already plenty of blame and plenty of reason to criticize what he's done. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. The GM front office stuff, there's lots out there. The Eric Schaefer leaving after May has been out for a while. Um, I don't think that should be a surprise to anybody. Eric Schaefer is the team president and general count. No, he's executive. 
what the hell is he? Executive Vice President and General Counsel. I think he's VP of Football Ops. Everything I've heard is that Doug Williams, Alex Santos, and Kyle Smith are all very safe. Uh, Santos runs pro personnel. Smith runs college personnel. They want to let Kyle run another draft, and um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Ron, Ron gave props. Ron Rivera said something. I wrote a, a long story about this on NBC Sports Washington, so go find that and read it. But there are other names popping up that I think are relevant for the discussion. Um, we'll start with a name I think you can get rid of. Rick Spielman is somebody that Ron Rivera has ties to going way back. Um, he is the GM in Minnesota. And there was some thought, well, Ron could give him a team president title so he could leave so it's not a lateral move. Minnesota just, Kirk Cousins just went into the Superdome and beat the Saints. He's not going anywhere. Ziggy Wilf, is the, the Wilf family anyways, the owner in Minnesota, they came out and put a statement out about Zimmer and Mike Zimmer, the head coach, and Spielman, the, the GM, saying they're not going anywhere. We really like the work they've done. That was before the win in New Orleans. Yeah. So those dudes aren't going anywhere. The Wilfs are like the one, are like, they're like the wannabe uh, Rooney's. They, they're, they're a very like, family-oriented uh, uh, organization. They, they, want to, they want to try and keep guys for a long time. They just haven't been able to find somebody that's worthwhile keeping. So, But I think you can cross Rick Spielman off the list. Lockham, Jason Lockenfora from CBS Sports reported Morocco Brown as a possible target. Brown worked for the Redskins in player personnel back when Joe Gibbs was here. Has a good Joe Gibbs 2.0, I should point out. Has a good relationship with Gibbs, has a good relationship with Snyder, is doing good work in Indy. I think that one could make a ton of sense. A ton of sense. We've seen how Gibbs kind of was key in getting Rivera here and how Gibbs has helped in the past. So if you're good with Gibbs, you're good with Snyder. Yep. And then there have been calls from Morocco Brown to come back multiple times over the past, whatever we're talking about, eight years or so. But Bruce was here. Yes. So Bruce ain't here. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Another name I had a source tell me, which is pretty interesting is Bills assistant GM Joe Shane. Obviously, the success the Bills have had, they lost a heartbreaking playoff game over the weekend. It cost me a 14 parlay. But mm. um, the Bills have had a lot of success, and that's all Carolina people up there. That is Sean McDermott, the head coach, Brandon Bean, and then Shane is Bean's number two. Um, Brandon Bean is the GM. That one wouldn't shock me either, um, but that... Would you leave? You'd only be leaving if you get the GM title. Yeah, it depends what role is being made. Here. And and I wouldn't leave Kyle Smith getting a promotion out of the picture. Maybe Santos gets a promotion. Maybe Doug gets a promotion. Um, you know, I, I think Doug has a safe seat in that organization as long as he wants it. Just he's a legend, and um, you know, you can point to AP signing and stuff. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that's kind of the. The GM roundup. How do you feel about the timeline of it all after the draft? I think it's important to remind people that if you just blow it up now, you're losing a lot of work. You just kind of have to keep things intact, and then you can start after the draft with new people in key spots. Yeah, I mean, basically it's like, I think we talked about this, there's two separate calendars. Like the coaching player calendar revolves around games and and a 17-week regular season. The front office revolves around the draft and the draft is kind of the finish line so like if you got rid of everybody now it would be like firing a bunch of accountants a month before tax day like it just doesn't make you don't want to do that they've also had relatively successful drafts as of late, so it's easy to hold those guys over for this one last draft get your evaluations in let ron work with them see where they are that said it's a big draft number two overall pick talk about trades talk about whatever you want yeah i mean I don't know what's going to happen, but it's pretty interesting to watch. 
Um, I'll tell you what, it was a big deal to a declaring today because you want as many live top arms and potential top end quarterbacks sure. sitting there when it gets to uh, um, late April. Yeah, late April. Um, sitting underneath that. Well, uh, and then there was somebody else who was uh, Rob Rogers, like a new a Panthers guy to come in and take over Schaefer's role. Oh, yeah. I think Lock and Fora had that, too. Who had been with the Panthers ever since they started back in 97, I think. Or Is it, do I have the name right? Does that sound right? Uh, to be honest, there's a lot of names going around. I have no idea if that's right or not. His name could be Mitch Tischler for all I know. But okay. he's definitely the longtime Panthers guy who would do exactly what Schaefer did. Um, yeah, so I think Jason Lock and Fora from CBS reported that they would go – with this dude Rob Rogers from Carolina to uh, to come in and be the salary cap guy, and I, I don't know exactly what that title is, but it's kind of I tell you what, here it is. In Carolina, his title was chief negotiator and head of analytics, and and that's something that kind of stood out to Ooh. me is the analytics side. The the Redskins are, you know, if they're if you were ranking the use of analytics across the NFL, <laughs> the Skins would be bottom five. Um, probably not all the way at the bottom, but uh, down towards down it. towards it. They had a head coach who cared about rush attempts and pass completions. Yeah, but like you can have an old school coach and still have yeah. an analytics department. They don't really have that. There are guys with that focus, but I mean, Callahan said on the record at the podium, "We don't have an analytics department." He said, that sounds so. like a good idea. <laughs> right. We might look into it. <laughs> right, we might look into it. <laughs> so that's that. I think we've some, covered everything. Yeah, so the main pieces are in place, but still some shuffling to be done on the coaching staff, and then after the draft, maybe another big name comes in or gets elevated. Sure. I also think one of the next things that we're looking at is when they start cutting players. Yeah. Who's going who's to be back? Yeah. Who's not back? So I, I think that I, I think that's I think for some of these moves, sooner rather than later, might be the uh, might be the word on it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because all the cuts and free agency all happen in March. So right. you don't get to wait for the draft for that stuff. Oh, so the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, and they hired Mike Nolan. I was wondering if Jim Hazlitt was going to get that job. Oh, yeah. Pierce, he did not. Um, I was wondering if Wade Phillips was going to get that job. A lot of Mikes. I think score this round for the Redskins. I, I think McCarthy. Your tweet the other day was perfect. What was it? You just said, send a lot of hey, tweets. I, I, believe me, I know. <laughs> well um, aware. You said, hey, Redskins fans, oh, yeah. for all your whatever consternation with, with Dan Snyder, be happy that they, that they move decisively and quickly as you look around the rest of the NFC East. And Are the Giants a mess? Are the Giants just a train wreck? I think Gettleman is a complete train wreck. Did you see any of the clips from that presser the other yeah, day? They said, what do you call them, computer folks or something? We hired four computer four folks? Computer Talk about bottom of the bottom yeah. of the league in analytics, right? What a there was remember last year with Adam Gase with the eyes, like during the press conference. Right, right, like, right. This was uh, Gettleman. How you can keep Gettleman? Gettleman's going to hold back an offense that has so much potential because they're just not going to be able to bring in a, the right guy or a good guy to run that team. It's bizarre. I mean, thank God we're not Giants. Do you fans. know his record in two years in New York? They're nine and twenty-three. Two years, Dave Gettleman. I mean, dude, have you looked at the the Giants? Were like one of the best franchises in football. Yeah, for seventy-five years or whatever. I mean, they always have been, dude. Their last 
So, all right, so they had that kind of smoke and mirrors Ben McAdoo 11 and 5 season in 2016. But, dude, since their last Super Bowl, they haven't won a playoff game. The last Super Bowl was 2011. That was Coughlin. They fire Coughlin, they bring in Ben McAdoo, and then they fire him late in the year. So, 3 and 13, 5 and 11, 4 and 12 the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> Trading important players left and right. Yeesh. Yeah, it's bad. And then. So they had the eleven and five. That was, if you remember, they signed a bunch of like defensive veterans to big contracts, and and the four years before that, six and ten, six and ten, seven and nine. There was a nine and seven in there. Eesh. big blue. Yeah. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for sticking with us throughout all of this stuff. It's been haywire. Um, nothing will slow down. There is no such thing as a quiet week in Redskins world, but. Hopefully things just become a little more stable. Obviously, we will be all over. You don't get to look, dude. You don't get to look. Um, <laughs> things will be a little more stable, I think, where it's a steady stream of news with the occasional news break rather than what it's been. You know. Steady stream of news breaks. <laughs> steady yeah. stream of chaos. Um, so if you made it this far, I owe you a beer. I want to thank Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them and want you to do the same thing. So if you want to go, go. If you want to stick around for the old if, Pete Haley. If you like smart spending, you should go. All right. So this is I don't know if everybody's fantastic. heard us do this before. This is a relatively recurring this bit. It's probably the fourth or fifth one. It I, seems it's to been be, about a year since it's we've been done a while. It. Received pretty well when we do so it. So Pete often does just you have these benders where you are terrible yeah, with your money. Really bad benders. And your girlfriend was just here for a week. Hadn't seen her in two months. She was here for a week. We've never had that much time together, so it was just go super hard with the debit card swiping everything and you know when Pete moved into his apartment we were all concerned whether he was going to be able to make rent every month yeah and kudos to you Pete I, one, done I that. re-signed a lease oh um, you re-signed yeah I re-signed another but, year um, another year down uh, but yeah this so you you got everything taken care of with when the did alright so when did she leave I was gonna she left this morning okay. so it's Monday to Monday basically but so one one two like where do I need to look at um let me get you to the start here yeah, I mean, there's so much. Uber stock must may have gone up this week because of me. You can start here at the bottom. I want to know the Safeway All purchase. Right. All right. All right, so this is New Year's Eve, I Also, count. I haven't done this. When you get to an Uber, tell me, because I want to count how many Ubers we took. All right. It seems like you did pretty cheap for New Year's Eve, dude. Yeah, we did pizza and alcohol you in my apartment. You spent 32 bucks at Safeway. Yeah, and there's, there's a couple other uh, wine store, liquor store. We had to get some materials, but it was cheap. We stayed in because I knew the rest of the week was going to be a storm. Of constant swiping, so I wanted to kind of play it safe on Tuesday. Real quick, what did you do for New Year's, JP? Uh, what did I do? Did you stay you, up to popping fireworks with no, Shelby. I was I was asleep by like ten. <laughs> um, we, you know what? Actually, my buddy John Hughes had like a his son's birthday party, but it was like a kid thing from like three to five. Perfect. And then I was home. Parents' dream. Yeah, it was perfect. That was exactly what I wanted. We had I hadn't slept much leading up to New Year's Eve, so it was a good time to sleep. All right. New Year's Day? Do you go to MGM? Uh, so that was a Wednesday. Yeah, we did. We went to like five. All right, so you you put a very big chunk of cash into your account from yeah, your savings? Yeah, that was to front rent, which was coming up, and then also get some reinforcements in there for the rest of the week. So that's already, a decent chunk of cash you yeah, put in there. Yeah, that's, that's like a fifth well, of my net worth right this. there. It's a big... I don't know. Uh, we, we generally don't give away that much of the numbers. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Um, so we went to it started off there should be like a forty dollar charge from an ATM. We went to a Michigan bar to watch Michigan Alabama. It was cash only. So, so I took cash out for that. So I see how'd that work out? 
it, they got destroyed, and I stopped right. watching halftime. So forty-seven bucks at Cork and Bottle. Yeah, that was for uh, like mimosas in the morning, right. etc. Twenty bucks at Lewis Cafe in Silver Spring. Yeah, we went to get some breakfast. <laughs> Seventeen bucks at Potbelly. Uh, that Lunch. was dinner from the night before. Some of these get kind of mixed. Okay, up, but yeah. Um, all right, I think we have our first Uber. Thirteen bucks in an Uber. Okay, yes, that was that's to the Michigan two. bar. <laughs> All right, forty-three bucks. I'm that, guessing is that, your. That's the couple drinks and some mozzi sticks at the Michigan bar. But that was cash. Yes. And you got a two fifty ATM. Fee. A lot of ATM. You were so week. stupid. Just pull, dude. Much like you did, you you, you pulled cash over. Yeah. You pulled over a big chunk of cash because yeah. you knew Kim was coming to town. Right, right, right. Get five hundred dollars in cash. That's a good point. In your pocket. Yeah, and this is well, Mitch is now going to flex on me by pulling out plenty of that. All right. <laughs> um, another Uber, eight fifty in an okay, Uber. That's is that an, back to the apartment? Yep. No, that's to our next bar, which we went to the wharf after because Kim likes the wharf. Mitch, enough with the showing off. It makes me sad. Okay. Uh, 60 bucks at Top Golf. That was sick. Top Golf was so fun. Got a bay for an hour and just. Bay with your bay? Yeah, and I was smashing the ball. I had people coming over and like ooing and awing at me hitting a driver. It was one of the highlights. 160 ATM yeah. at MGM. Yeah, that was actually at Royal Farms. Our Uber offered to take us to you Royal two, Farms. $2.50. So we didn't get the big ATM fee, just a minimum one. So I took Tell everybody how you did at MGM. I played six hands of blackjack, lost five, and that 160 was gone in maybe four and a half minutes. <laughs> it was so awful. I did it four at the $25 table. Then I went to the $50 table to try and impress her, try and come back. Pushed the first hand, lost the second, all my money gone. We were at, on the floor of the casino for maybe six minutes. Then it says, save as you go, transfer, debit, 10 bucks? Some, my dad installed a feature where my savings just kind of like steals money from my checking account every once in a while to make sure I don't totally lose my savings. All right. It's like uh, a safe Wait, it's safe the other measure. way around? It goes from your checking to your savings? Yeah, because checking's where I spend, savings where I want everything kind of collected. Makes sense. So he's now... But I thought you would have had cash from your savings go over to your checking to cover your expenses. Pulling from That's everywhere. what he's pulling out. But this is like an auto yeah, debit. Yeah, it's like, all right, Peter's going crazy. Let's just get some of that over here. <laughs> what? Is, 50 bucks at Mi Vida? That's a Mexican restaurant I went to before MGM. We got margaritas and nachos. Eight, another Uber for eight bucks? Yeah, that should be four Ubers today. I think we got to five. I appreciate, by I the way, you that next. didn't yes. eat a meal at any one place. Yeah. You went and had drinks and had a No, hat. I did Amati sticks. We did sushi at MGM. We did Mexican food at Mi Vida. We were kind of piecing Did I go the together. wrong way? Yeah. You got to go. I'll get you there. <laughs> do you call them Matsi sticks, by the way? I don't do anything he does. That was... I, <laughs> you, if you want, you can say Mat sticks. That's what I thought no it was going No one says Matsi sticks. I think Matsi sticks is fine. Okay, yeah. So you're back there. Uh, at the bottom there with that 16. 16 I'm, bucks I'm not at even, a walk-up bar? I'm not even really sure what uh, that, that is. That might just be one of the little bars you oh. walk up to at MGM. Yes, that's, yeah, we, got, we got a couple Stellas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 16 bucks there. Another Uber for 27 bucks. Yeah, that's our fifth of the day. That's going home. And also, once I lost the 160 at MGM, I went to go take more out of the ATMs. My card would not let me. I, they must have thought I was fraudulent or something. I got nine emails from it. Wells Fargo saying I was declined. Kim was just so unimpressed. I went to different ATMs all over. Couldn't get any more money out. <laughs> you after. thought it was the specific I, ATM? I thought it was just the ATM was broken. It was God telling me to stop being an idiot and stop pulling out my money. Screenshot Did it work? Yeah. No. Yeah, I screenshot and sent you a he picture. Yeah, my inbox was just declined. Decline, 27 bucks in an Uber. Is that finally going home? Yeah. Um, and also, yeah. Then there's a big Venmo Visa thing. That's my rent. I was sending my rent to my roommate, so that was just tough to kind of see all that go yeah. in a different direction. The, the number How took sober it. were you when you sent that payment? Uh, Might have been the next day. 
No, it wasn't. I, I wasn't really sober for much of the week. Oh, I bet you weren't prepared for this. So then the next day, <laughs> 50 bucks at Busboys and Poets. Yeah, that's that's breakfast. How how big of a hit was that Easy Pass charge? You hadn't budgeted for yeah, that. Yeah, no, because we were driving to Philly because we went to Philly for Friday just for 35 fun. 35 bucks on and the I old just, Easy Pass. I was like, F, I don't have any Easy Pass money. That was not in the plan. Uh, a dollar in Bethesda, I'm guessing that's parking? Yeah, I parked here. 40 bucks in gas? Yep. 77 bucks at Lolita yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah, dinner oh, in Philly. Because you know that Mexican food in Philly is what you do when you go there? <laughs> so eat really nice Mexican food. How much Me- – you've gotten a lot of Mexican food. We like it. Kim's did vegetarian is good for – Did you get like – We did dinner. I got some steaks. sweet shrimp enchiladas and good – and I got a spritzer, a uh, like a black cherry spritzer. Oh it's delightful. <laughs> um, looks like a pair of Ubers. Yep, that was two and from – Something in Frankfurt, Philadelphia, yeah, twenty-two that's a, bucks. That's a bar. Um, that was we walked, we hung out and played ping pong. Barcade, there. twenty-seven yep. bucks. Yep, that's drinks at that bar as well. Another Uber. Yes, that's three Uber. Eleven dollars. Yeah, fifteen dollars at Wawa. Yeah, we hit up Wawa late at night. Got a uh, meatball sub. It was really. Did your quite vegetarian strong. girlfriend eat the meatball? Yeah, sub? Yeah, she she ate uh, like a veggie sub with uh, some oil and stuff on there. <laughs> She was really pleased with it. 42 bucks in parking? Yeah. You, you can't afford $42 in parking, dude. Park I, on the street. You uh, parked at the hotel, didn't you? I parked at the hotel. I did the hotel room. You were trying so hard to impress this girl. You all have been dating for how long? It's like eight months. It's cool to impress a girl. What? No. Like, Do you like to impress Lauren when you hang out? We're married, and I think I'm in a different financial right, place. sure. But I don't know. It's cool to impress that's, a girl. That's the more important piece. <laughs> we're at nine Uber so far. I don't even know who the owner of Uber is, but he's probably pretty thrilled. Bright. Two? So that's 20 a, bucks? That was liquor the next night. That's Saturday. Had 12 to... bucks, another Uber. Nine bucks, another Uber. Yeah. Oh, online transfer from savings yeah. account. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> that was me on the dance floor of Lost Society, which is a street on a bar on U Street, kind of looking at how things were trending. It was getting, it was under triple digits. I told you that, that, that oh, it, was, it was under triple it was, digits. It was, I was trying to keep up. Oh, no. It looked it, pretty dicey. It was an emergency transfer. I told you that transfer was coming back. Yeah, it was getting pretty tight there for a second and then 33 bucks at lost society yeah so then i immediately celebrated with more money by buying drinks for everybody shots uh it was really heavy beer for some reason i did beers that night instead of shots uh another uber for 12 bucks yeah subway restaurant for five bucks yeah there's a subway i had a gift card for 10 and then i accidentally went over the gift card so i had to <laughs> fill it in with five more bucks i just figured you got a five dollar foot long no i paid for her, me and kim and the subway is attached lost society you can practically smell the bread from uh, the bar, it so it's good to kind of go down and hit that on the way home. Uh, 37 at Moreland's? So that's a tavern by my apartment. We did that for lunch on Sunday, lunch-brunch type deal. 11 bucks on Southwest? Uh, I booked flights to go see Kim in three weekends. It didn't <laughs> have enough points, so I had to pay 11 bucks at yeah, the end. That's not bad. Yeah, and then we did Busboys and Poets for lunch or dinner last night. Which, that hasn't hit yet? Yeah. 75 is, bucks? Uh, 50, 45. It, it, yeah, I got a delicious pasta. All right. So well, I, you're in triple digits. Yeah, I could. I but could, I tell you what, without if he didn't send over the emergency savings uh, over oh, Draft City, it yeah, it would have been dicey. Yeah. I, oh yeah, it would have been way under. I'm not a math guy. Yeah. It would have been bad. So, I, what happens with a debit card if you just keep going? It pulls from your savings. Does and it like? I think you get a penalty at some point. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you get a penalty. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm sure it's auto linked in in some capacity. It happens automatically, but. It would. I didn't How want to get to find multiple times. How many times have you overdrafted? Uh, Every time Kim comes to yeah, town, yeah. <laughs> it's a good amount. A lot of it's accidental. Uh, total it up. I don't know what the total I don't think would be. You did anything that stupid? No, it's just an ex- 
doing a lot of activities in DC. Honestly, I'm surprised. It's actually it's cheaper than I would expect. The like hotel. dinner in DC is not forty we, bucks. Yeah, we did a lot of carry out. Eating a vegetarian does help. Helps. Yeah, um, did You're a lot not of going to. Yeah, did not go on a roost or anything. Right. Did a lot of carry out, and the hotel in Philly being paid with points was important. But there, that uh, MGM trip really sunk me a little. That kind so, of ruined my 60, enthusiasm. I mean, you spent two hundred bucks to go to, out to a casino for the night. It's not the yeah, end of the world. but then it was fifty at Top Golf before, and then fifty at La Vida, and got a bottle of wine because it was half off wine bottles. What is uh? What did your mom say about this visit? She, a lot of drinking, Peter. She's really concerned about the drinking and always <laughs> chimes in. And Mitch recently asked, she's like, what does Kim think about you and Mitch's influence in my life? And I said, Kim doesn't know any better. She's only known me with you. It's my parents and my sisters and my brother who have known me before you guys Dude, and know me with you at guys. At this point, I'm not going out with you. No, I like, know. I I'm any, not going out with right, you either. I don't have anything to do with any but of that. But the, the interpretation is that you guys have corrupted me in some way because they, knew me, mom as a, they knew me as a nerd. And now they know me as like a guy who drinks all the time, which is just what normal people do. Deb doesn't really get it. I, I tell you what, Deb, if you're listening, I had nothing to do with this. And if you're listening, who the hell taught you how to listen to a podcast? <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> You were fine, dude. Yeah, it was a really fun week. Yeah. Did what I had to do. All right, we got to go. Uh, if you made it this far, Pete you a beer. No, please, no. Emo, sorry to be a part of the Yeah, sorry about that, but if you're going to be like this, I'm not going to drive you to the airport anymore. <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Just two minutes ago, we had Emo Pete, so I'm glad you're on the phone, GP. <laughs> the hell are you emo about now? Fish? If I know. I'm not emo. And it was about the hot chicken. I don't want it to burn my tongue, so I got all sad and weird about chicken. Yo, it's not temperature hot, you idiot. It's spicy. Yeah, I don't want it to burn my mouth with spice. You're such a dummy. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees? Check. Loaner cars and free car washes? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Kia of Alexandria. Let's ride together. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. <laughs>